0: welcome to so you say a podcast about the words we use why we use them how we use them and how it affects our everyday life ultimately we will be discussing the power behind our words i'm holly and i'm susan
1: in our time together we're going to explore those common phrases that we say to ourselves and others around us the impact that those phrases make, and how to avoid the unintentional negative consequences those words may have. So You Say, we'll explore how even the smallest of words can have such a large impact for you and those around you.
0: This is So You Say Podcast, and this is Holly. And again, I'm here with my bestie, Susan. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Ah, goodness. Spring has sprung. We've talked about this. And our last episode, we had some really nice back noise. We call it white noise because we want to look at the positives, right? Instead of looking at the negatives. <laughs> and uh, it was pouring in that last episode on my end. It is not today. Now I have three little puppies to deal with. So we may end up hearing them bark in the background, but so is life, right? Exactly. Yes. I think if
1: anything, the pandemic has taught us that we need to be flexible and that life will continue to go on regardless of how much we try to control and customize
0: it. Yeah, exactly. And this is a really good transition into what our episode is today, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, Wow. Here we go with the words that we're going to talk about today. Of course, we always discuss the power in our words, the strength in our words, how our words can negatively or positively affect our lives. And today's words are, things could be worse. Woof. She says (laughs) woof. This is
1: a phrase that I'll tell you in my time, I've probably both heard it and said it, and every single time, whether I'm on the giving end or the receiving end of it, it absolutely makes me cringe.
0: Yes. And this is an interesting one because a lot of the phrases that we talk about on our episodes usually are the words that come out of our own mouths. Well, things could be worse, can very well come out of our own mouth as we talk to ourselves, as I should say, and trying to make ourselves feel better about something. But things could be worse can also be said to us from someone else. So today's episode is a little bit different because we're talking about a set of words that we can say to ourselves and that also can be said to us as well.
1: Yeah, and it's a phrase that we use it often really, because we just don't know what to say. So what's the situation where somebody says things could be worse? Well, it could be a situation like, let's say, you know, you're, you have a child and your child is struggling in school and, you know, they're having a hard time or they're being bullied or whatever. And somebody could turn around and say, oh, well, things could be worse. They, you know, they could be dealing with this, they could be doing with, you know, dealing with that or whatnot. Um, it's a phrase really that we either use when we don't know what we want to say, or it's actually an attempt at comforting someone. But the reality is that when you use that phrase, it, you're not providing comfort to that other person. If anything, you're really just doing it to comfort and placate yourself and your feelings about what's going on externally.
0: Yes. And this episode, we decided about, I don't know, what would you say, two, three weeks ago to talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> so this this one was not on deck for a long time. This was a newer one. And one of the reasons why is because I'm just gonna put a little bit of information on my life and what I've been going through recently is I recently, for the first time over the past two years, was diagnosed positive with COVID. My experience with COVID was brutal, to put it mildly. The first couple days were horrible. It is the worst I have ever felt. It is the most sick I have ever felt. Now, with that said, when I was sitting on my couch unmoved for three days I had multiple people tell me things could be worse mm. and that is not something that I wanted to hear at that time
1: yeah and I I, I think I understand what the sentiment was from people it, you know they they were probably thinking you know you've you've had shared that you've been vaccinated and boosted and all of that stuff. So again, their intention was probably to say, Hey, I'm glad you did that. I'm glad that you took that extra step. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're not in a hospital. It's all of that unspoken stuff, you know, but, rather than saying that, which actually probably would have been a much more appropriate response, they just say, well, you know, things could be worse, you know, be grateful for what you have, things could be worse.
0: Right. And many say, things could be worse, or it could be worse, because it's really meant to be a reassuring statement to someone experiencing a challenging, but not tragic situation. But What we're really actually communicating is what you are feeling right now is not that bad. That's what the person is hearing, and that is what we are getting out of. Things could be worse.
1: Exactly. Those words are really negating the other person's emotions and the reality of what they're facing right at that moment by comparing it to something that doesn't have and oftentimes anything to do with them and which can't or or even shouldn't produce any relief within them. They're not going to feel better knowing that things could be worse or even to take it a step further that others have it worse
0: off. Right. And one of the things I had said to someone who I am close with, so they know that I can be a little Um, unfiltered, so to speak, and honest, is one of the people who had said to me when I was very sick, things could be worse. I said back to them, while I understand what you're saying and why you're saying it, let me ask you this. If I was in a really, really bad car accident and I was paralyzed or I lost limbs or I was sitting in the hospital unable to move, would you look at me and say things could be worse? You really wouldn't, and you probably would say something else. I hope you feel better. I you, you know. some people also love to say, which is another one as well. You don't look so bad. That's another one of my favorites as well. <laughs> yeah. yep. You could yep. look worse. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the beginning of, and this will probably be a whole subject in itself. But it's it touches on that idea of one of the things that we struggle with when we talk about reviewing the words that we use and looking at things in a positive light. You can sometimes venture almost to the extreme where you're talking about toxic positivity. And I think this is one of those phrases that ventures into that realm. By saying to somebody, things could be worse. Well, yes, of of course they could be worse. And and I think sometimes what people are trying to say and maybe they're even trying to reassure themselves is to remind themselves to be grateful. You know, there are times that you know, we may be going through a hard time and you're feeling self-pity and you can get deep into that self-pity and sometimes you need to kind of lift yourself up and go, "Okay, let me get out of this cycle. Let me think about the things that are really positive in my life." The difference with being in a place of self-pity and realizing that you need to lift yourself out with positivity is the fact that you're able to make that choice and you've allowed yourself to feel that self-pity by somebody saying to you, things could be worse. They're actually undermining your pain your suffering or your trauma, they're not allowing you to actually feel your emotion. What they're trying to do is they're trying to do that natural process that hopefully occurs when we do have negative things that go on, which is you recognize it, you feel it, you accept it, you come to a resolution and you move on by going from the pain to things could be worse. You're skipping a bunch of steps and not allowing that person to do the natural course that needs to be done.
0: Right, exactly. And the thing about pain and and suffering and trauma is we don't want to experience these things, but we will experience these things. And we shouldn't ignore difficult emotion because it's real. And everyone will go through it. Sadness and coping with grief, for example, are a part of healing. We're not going to get better unless we feel these bad emotions. You know, to feel these things versus diminishing their importance is what we're talking about here. But by pushing the things that could be worse narrative to someone or even to yourself, you're actually promoting ignoring the current problem and looking towards something else that's more extreme that shouldn't even be a concern to you or this individual. And their current problem and feelings is what should be addressed here yeah. completely. Yep. Exactly. It's that idea of
1: rushing the process. So by saying to somebody, things could be worse. You're putting them into a situation that quite possibly is a future that they can't even consider at this point, because they're in this moment right now. And you're not allowing them to deal with what's in this moment. And you're rushing them into an unknown future into an extreme future as well. You know, just on the same side as whenever somebody says to me, things can be worse. I always want to come back with, well, yeah, and things could be better. You right. know, I would, <laughs> right. of course, I'm aware that things could be worse. I don't want them to be worse. I want to deal with, I have enough on my plate to deal with whatever I'm dealing with right now. I don't want to think about a horrible future. You know, we touched on this before where we talked about how as humans, oftentimes, when we try to find a balance in what we're feeling, sometimes we are more comfortable living at the extreme ends, you know, I have to be happy all the time, or I'm going to be unhappy and there's, we, we find it harder to be in the middle ground, we find it harder to find that balance. So when somebody says things could be worse, yes, you're absolutely right. There's, there's some truth to that. Of course, things could be worse, you know, I could be on fire going through this hard thing that I'm doing, right? you know, I could be, uh, dealing with multiple traumas all at the same time. Of course it can always be worse, but if your intention by saying that to either yourself or somebody else is to provide comfort, it, that's not what it's doing at all. I mean, if you're saying it to you, Maybe it's a little bit of a kick in the butt. Maybe it's that little bit. Maybe it is part of that process of getting out of wherever you are and accepting the reality of the situation. Although, again, it kind of, it's kind of rushing it for you. You know, For you to go through the process of dealing with something hard, you have to actually deal with the thing that is hard. And by saying it could be worse, you're putting yourself into the future when you haven't dealt with what's going on in the present right at this moment.
0: Yeah. And who wants to deal with pain and suffering and grief and sadness and all of these things? Nobody, right, right? nobody, but we have to, as I mentioned before, in order to become better. And I've just randomly thought of this as we were sitting here and talking about this is by saying to someone, things could be worse. It's not like you're telling them something that they don't already know. Yeah. So let's just start there. We've said it to ourselves. We've said it, we've said it to other people. When someone says it to us and we're feeling at our low, we're fully aware of this we're not being informative and we're not being sympathetic. (laughs) No, no. And that's,
1: and that's a good point. You're not providing any new information into the situation. It's going to make the person feel better. And you're absolutely right. You're not being supportive either by saying that.
0: Right. So we want to talk about what can be said instead, because again, I've, been guilty of saying things could be worse. And I know we're all now listening to this going, well, what do I say? And we've put some pretty good research into this and come up with some pretty good phrases that we feel could really be a great answer, comment, whatever to somebody, or even again, to yourself while you go through something that's difficult. And one of the things is I mentioned it before, I'm sorry, you're not feeling well. That's a really good one. I know we talked in a prior episode about the words i'm sorry and not apologizing for things that aren't our fault but i think this might be a little bit of an exception to the rule
1: yeah this is this is providing that comfort you know you by saying in this case i'm sorry you're not feeling well you are expressing that this person's experience brings you wishing that there could be something different than what they're going through. So you're, this is a little bit of the sympathy and empathy play by saying, you know, I'm sorry, you're not feeling well. And leave it at that. If somebody's not feeling well, if they're going through a hard time, it's perfectly acceptable to say, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. I'm so sorry that this is happening for you. You know, I'm so sorry that you don't feel well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the ones that I also came up with is I'm glad you have a great support system. And this is one of the ones that I really like, and I've never really said this much. This is a new one for me. Mm -hmm. I think I've said to some people, I'm glad that you have parents who are here for you. I'm glad that you have a husband who cares for you. I'm glad you have someone by your side, but by saying, I'm glad you have a great support system that actually talks about not only maybe friends and family, but it could be doctors, it could be teachers, it could be a lot of other people as well.
1: Yeah, and what something you could actually tie into this is thanking the person for sharing this with you because you, if they're sharing something with you that's going on for them, then you're probably part of that support system. So to kind of add on to it, you could say, thank you. Thank you for trusting me to tell me about what's going on for you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you feel comfortable. I'm so glad that you, you know, you, you feel like you can share this with me.
0: Yeah. The next one that we also have here is take one day at a time. And this is definitely one that I've heard. Definitely one that I've also said to somebody. This is one of my favorite ones. Actually, because really, truly, life is about one day at a time. It is about one moment at a time. Well, it should be. Let me rephrase it should be about one moment at a time. It should be about one day at a time. It should be one minute at a time. That's how we should be living our lives in the moment, in the now, in the present, and just appreciating all of that. So, to just say to someone, take one day at a time, that's to me a very comforting phrase to hear because it's reminding them that. This moment may not be the best, but just take this moment right now for what it is, knowing that tomorrow, don't worry about it, but tomorrow things will most likely be better.
1: Yeah. And you can even just leave it at focusing on that moment. I'm sorry that you're going through a hard time right now. And that's really stressing it. You know, I'm sorry that you've been struggling with this illness right now. And by stressing that it is this momentary thing and not giving them, you don't have to give them hope for the future. You don't know what the future is going to bring for this person, but you can remind them that right now you see what's going on for them. You see the, you know, whatever they're going through and you want to empathize. And The return, too, I think this is one that's maybe a little bit comforting to say to yourself. You know, we talked about saying this phrase both externally and internally. I like the idea of take one day at a time as kind of a comfort for yourself internally. So rather than saying, hey, things could be worse, remind yourself, okay, today, not great, but it's today. I can do this. I can go through today. Figure out where I'm going to go tomorrow.
0: Yeah. The next one we have here is I'm here for you anytime. Mm -hmm. I'm going to trail this one into a little bit of a story on my end and also something that a lot of people will say that sort of sounds similar. And that is, How can I help? Now, when we say, How can I help? most people will deny help, unfortunately, even if they need it because they don't want to feel weak. So they will deny help by saying, I'm here for you anytime. That's offering up your help and telling them that you're there for them. That's offering up your ear, your midnight phone call, your cake delivered to the front door. It could be anything. But with this said, if you are actually going to say, I'm here for you anytime, understand that maybe most of the time, many people will not take you up right. on help, but maybe they will. Maybe they will, and maybe they really need you. One of the examples that I like to give is when I was going through a really hard time, I had a friend offer to drop off food to my home and set up the time to bring food to my home, said they were going to bring it to my home. And I was in a really bad place and really put a lot of energy, extra energy into that food delivery, which I probably looking back should not have done. But I didn't want to cook. I didn't want to have to deal with food. And I really was excited and happy about not having to have to worry about that and really wanting that food delivery because it allowed me to not have to do a task of cooking, which I didn't feel up to doing. The person offered to bring food to my home and then never did it. And it was really disappointing to me because they were saying, how can I help? I told them and they never did it. So understand when you say, the words, I'm here for you anytime, be sure and be ready to follow through on that shit. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. What I was going to add to it is the idea of this. Um, This is a phrase that really takes a little bit of consideration ahead of time, I think before you utilize this, because again, it's very easy to go, oh God, that sounds horrible. How can I help? Because it's kind of, we've almost paired those two phrases together with one another. And I'd like to see a little bit more separation between that sounds horrible. And then the, how can I help maybe consider that sounds horrible. And before you respond with help, think in your head, what can I do to help this person? And maybe offer something, something concrete that you're able to do. Because again, you're right. A lot of times when people say, how can I help? Your first response is, I'm overwhelmed. And you want me to give you a to-do list Right on top of it? <laughs> right. You know, so the intention of saying, I want to help is is again, a positive one. It's a comforting one. But for somebody who's going through a hard time right now, it can come off as, oh, great. Now I have to worry about you. Now I have to find something for you to do or find something for you to feel useful when it's very acceptable when somebody's going through something to say, this sounds like you're going through a really hard time. And then take a little bit of time and then maybe come back with a solution. You know, I had a situation where You know, we have, I have somebody who I love very much who's right now they're battling cancer and that's a, that's a horrible thing that's happening to them. It's stressful. It's frightening. You know, they're, they're really focusing and should focus on their health exclusively when they shared with me what was going on. I took a little bit of time. Of course, immediately I said, I'm so sorry you're going through this, but then I took a little bit of time and I came back around and I said, Hey, look, I can't make it go away. I can't, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to be able to do the cures. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do that, but I can come to your house and I can push a broom. Would that help? Right. And it gave them something to say to easily say yes or no to, depending on their comfort level. It was a direct solution that I was prepared to do that they could then tell me what type of comfort and support they needed. So it was very clear that I was worried for them. It was very clear that I wanted to help. So all of those things that it could be worse is trying to do. It's trying to provide comfort. It's trying to provide support. It's trying to you know say hey i want to i want to figure out how i can help you move beyond this sad moment but by saying that could be worse you're rushing through all that you're not really giving a concrete way to help and support the person in what they're going through right now versus hey i'm here for you can i help you with this
0: yeah And I love the fact that I think that's a great thing to add into this is if not only be prepared to help, but come up with the options for the person so that, like you mentioned, they don't have to give you a to-do list. And there's really simple things that can be done. As you mentioned, sweeping the floor. And if you do want to bring, and I've talked about this, that if you're going to offer up, and I'm just going to use the food as an example, maybe not even ask, maybe not even say, hey can I bring you food? Just say, I'm making you food. What is your address? Yeah. And they will most likely say, here's my address. (laughs) Where if you just ask them, hey, can I bring you food? They'll probably say no. Yeah. So sometimes I'm not saying push the help, but sometimes you have to a little bit push that help so that that person doesn't have to really think about it and they'll just accept it.
1: Yeah. Give them something concrete. And then if it's outside of their comfort zone, or they don't really don't want to help you, then they can, they can then turn it down. But by offering that concrete support, you're saying to that person, I'm here, I'm ready to take action. I want to help you right in this moment, not some future that's better or worse. Right now, I want to help you out.
0: Yeah. The next one we have here, we've talked about, we've said a whole bunch, I think every episode for the past four, we've said this one, we had to add it again. It is okay to not be okay. Yeah, This is one that I really feel is a good one to say to somebody because it's the truth. And when someone isn't feeling okay, they think there's something wrong with them. They think that they're extra, maybe more depressed than they should be, that they are handling something not correctly. I think when we're in a place of trauma or struggle or pain or sadness, we have a tendency to beat ourselves up yeah. a lot more than we should. And, and we start to feel that not being okay isn't okay. And we also feel alone, Yeah. which tags into the next one. When you say to someone, you're not alone. Now, there's a little bit of a difference between I understand and you're not alone. And I think we should talk about this yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I, the words I understand, which we could probably make a podcast out of those as mm-hmm. well, <laughs> are not words that you should be saying to someone who is going through something that you've probably never gone through yourself. So, to say the words I understand, when someone else hears those things and they know as a fact you haven't gone through something, To them, it just sounds like BS.
1: It rings hollow. That's exactly it. You know, and even if you've experienced something similar, you're not experiencing what they're experiencing with their history and all the different factors that go on in their life and all the different challenges. So again, as much as we may be able to relate, maybe you have a friend who's going through divorce and you've been divorced before and you can say, oh, I understand Uh up to a certain point. And then things might vary depending on what's going on.
0: Right. So saying you're not alone is actually giving that sentiment without saying, I understand. (laughs) If that makes makes sense to everybody.
1: Yeah. It's allowing, again, it's allowing the person to feel the emotion saying, hey, I'm right here with you. I know. And it's okay to say to somebody who's going through a hard time, it's perfectly acceptable to say to them. I may not fully understand what you're going through, but I want to support you the best way that I can. Yeah. Full sentence, period. You don't have to go any further. Again, that expresses everything that when we say things could be worse in such a nicer way. It provides comfort. It tells them in this moment right now, I am here with you to support you however you need.
0: And I have to give you kudos, Susan, because our very last one here is one that you've said to me. And it doesn't seem like a lot. And out of all of these phrases that we've talked about, you'll probably hear it and go, really, that's what I have to say? But this has been the phrase that has brought me the most comfort in times of sadness or grief or whatever it is that I'm feeling. And that's the phrase when someone says, I don't know what to say. And so many people, I think, think that's too simple. Mm-hmm. And it's avoiding really saying something. But the reality is sometimes we don't know what to say. Yeah. And not only that, but sometimes our words are not going to ever be enough.
1: Right. I mean, we talk about this podcast. We try to give you these tools or we say, here, we're going to teach you all the words, all the phrases that you can use so everything in life runs smooth. But the reality is that's not always the case. Sometimes things are going to happen to you, to those that you love, that you don't understand, that you don't know how to put into words, that you, you may not even know what type of feelings it brings up in yourself. And it's perfectly acceptable to say, I don't know what to say.
0: Yeah. And it's not a cop-out. No, that's the thing. It's not a cop-out and it sounds like a Mm -hmm. cop-out. And I think that's what we think it is when we say those words. But when someone hears those words, it's them just hearing, you may not understand what I'm going through, but you're here for me. It really puts together all of the things that we just talked about. in one really simple sentence, because sometimes Even though this podcast is all about the words that we speak, sometimes the lack of words is the best thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the honesty, I think, that's in the phrase when you use that. And you can pair it. It can be a lead into something else. You can say, I don't know what to say, but I'm glad that you told me what was going on. I don't know what to say, but I've thought about a way I can help you if you'll accept my
0: help. Yes. I don't know what to say, but I'm here for you anytime. Right.
1: But you're not alone. I don't know what to say, but I love you. Right. You know, it's keeping it real and honest and letting the person know that these tough, complicated feelings that might come with a challenging situation. It's okay. We don't have to try to rush through everything. We don't have to be perfect in our thoughts and our words. We don't have to have the perfect phrase. And I know that sounds counterintuitive to what we've been talking about on this podcast. But the idea is we want you to get to think about what's coming out of your mouth. And the more time that you put into thinking about it, the more genuine our responses can be, the more receptive they are, whether it's talking to yourself or talking to somebody else. If you really don't know what to say, it's absolutely fine. To say, I don't know what to say. It might not make you feel comfortable, but if you're externalizing that to somebody who's going through a hard time, your your uncomfortableness doesn't have to be their responsibility either.
0: Yeah. I also feel too that a lot of times when we, let's say, sit down with a friend or we have a conversation with a family member and we're going through something really difficult we don't sometimes want the other person to say anything. we just want them to listen, and this happens a lot too. You don't want advice, yeah, you don't want to hear about what they would do. You don't want to hear about what they went through.
1: I've used the phrase before when somebody's told me about hard things that are going on for them. I've been like do you do you just need me to listen, or do you want me to try to help you solve it because i can I can do either one if you just want somebody to listen to you?" I'm here for you. If you want somebody to brainstorm ideas with you, I'm here for you too. And by allowing that person to kind of tell you what, you, what they need in that moment, again, not rushing them off to some unknown future that's where everybody's on fire. <laughs> you're allowing them to let you know what they need right in this time, right now, to get to a future that's less challenging than what they're facing right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Susan, I want you to say this last phrase, because this is one that I came up with because when I sat down when I was very sick and so many people said to me, things could be worse, things could be worse, things could be worse. And I kept hearing those words and I kept wondering what to say. Yeah, I couldn't quite come up in my COVID illness and not feeling so well at the time, no, I couldn't quite at the time come up with what I wanted to say. And it took a little bit of time to think about that. And I came up with this sentence that I felt was a really, really great sentence. If anyone ever says to you, things could be worse, here's your response to them.
1: And your first reaction when somebody says things could be worse is to probably go, oh, great thanks. I feel better now. Right. (laughs) I know that's like, that's, that's what goes on in your head, but keep in mind the intention for the most part is to, they're trying to provide you comfort. Now those words aren't comforting. They didn't succeed at what they intended to do, but if you can keep that in mind, you can come back with a graceful response, such as somebody says to you, Hey, things could be worse. It's quite acceptable to see them. Yeah. I understand your sentiment. So you're acknowledging that they're trying to make you feel better. And I'm grateful for many things in my life. However, right now I'm experiencing this difficult situation. It's hard. And I'm just looking for someone to listen and help support me. And that can be tough. Cause again, you're you're, you're already in a hard, challenging situation and we're asking you, to provide somebody else with this graceful, supportive response, but if you can get comfortable with saying that, if you can take away a lot of maybe the the pain and 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 the kind of um, knee jerk response that might come from somebody saying to you things could be worse, you know, because adding to the stress, if you can remind yourself that they are trying to come from a place of love and comfort, you can respond back in return but also be truthful to what's going on for you. So saying, "I understand that you're trying to give me some comfort, and I'm I am grateful for the things in my life. I've you know, had some good stuff. At this moment in time, life isn't that great for me. And what I'm looking for is x. I'm looking for help. I'm looking for support. I'm looking for somebody to just listen." I'm looking for maybe somebody to point me in the direction of some resources to help me deal with what's going on in this moment right now.
0: Right. I'm looking for you just to be here for me. I'm looking for you to check up on me. We can end this sentence with so many different things. So whatever it is that you need, and again, don't be afraid to ask for what you need. We talked about this before, always denying help. We suggest here, try not to do that we always need help. We always need support. Try not to do that. So many of us, I'm sure who are listening to this are saying, Oh yeah, I never take help. I I feel bad taking help. I don't want to inconvenience people. I don't want to make people do things. I don't need anything. We need each other. People need each other. There's a reason why we're in each other's lives, Mm -hmm. be it Mm -hmm. to be a friend, be it to be a support system, be it to be there for somebody, be it to be a good confidant, to be a good husband, whatever it is, people need people. We survive better with people by our side. So if someone asks to help understand, hopefully (laughs) that they are being sincere and they really do want to help you and try to accept that. Try to come up with something if they can't, because we did tell you about that, try to be more concrete in what you offer. And if they're not concrete in what they offer, then understand it's okay to accept help and You can ask for something. That's all
1: right. Absolutely. By saying things could be worse, you're not allowing, whether you're saying that to yourself or to somebody else, you're not allowing for things to also be better. So let the moment happen. Provide the support that's needed right now. And know that the future will fix itself depending on how you're looking at the moment right now.
0: And that is it. <laughs> we have come to a close, I believe. Ah, oh, okay. This is really good to talk about this one. This one hit home with me recently, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. And with still being in this pandemic, uh, I think that this could be helpful right now, and I believe that it was a really good time to put out this episode now. I wish we could have done it earlier, but we didn't start this podcast till about four months ago. So (laughs) we didn't have that opportunity. Thank you again, Susan, for being here with me and talking about this today and for being my support system as always for being my friend for over 20 years. And as you are so good at ending this
1: podcast. <laughs> I leave it up to you. <laughs> Excellent. So reach out to us on the social medias. Tell us what you think. Tell us about a time that somebody told you, hey, it could be worse. And how did you react? Or maybe a time that you used that phrase and how was it taken by somebody else and what maybe you could have done differently. In this case, you can reach out to us. We're on Instagram at So You Say Podcast. You can also reach us through good old email at so you say pod that's so you say p o d at gmail.com
0: thank you so much to everyone out there for listening to us again talk about the words that we speak and giving us that opportunity to talk to you and for listening and we will catch you all soon